Welcome to That Reality Show, the podcast where we take reality stars and find out what's really real. Today we have Dancing on Ice's professional skater Alex Murphy. Coming up, there'll be a bit of this. When they're like, oh, it's a paid vacation and we're considering you as a celebrity. I was like, what? A bit of that. And I told him, I said, listen, I just had heart surgery. And loads more of this. The minute they grab wherever they can, they realize they grabbed the wrong thing. They're like, oh, uh, uh, sorry. Uh. He's Stephen Bailey. And she's Brennan Reese. And this is That, that Reality, Reality Show. Show. Look how happy you are today. I'm happy because we're, we're finally doing it. We've talked about this podcast for ages and ages and ages because we both love reality shows. Yeah. And now we finally got people to put our asses in gear and actually make us put the podcast together. Yeah. And guests are agreeing to do it because we're very big reality stars ourselves. Well, is that a real thing? That's like a big reality star. That's like... Gemma Collins, everyone that comes out of Love Island. You can't call her a big reality star. Oh, stop you it. can't. She's Don't a... you start the podcast like this. Do not start. She's a body positive co- uh, reality star. That's what she's she is. A bozzy, body positive. <laughs> bozzy. She's a body positive. She's a body positive. You've made me nervous now. I don't need the GC coming after me. That is the last thing I need. All you'd have to do is a mild jog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to get a guest on every single week. And who have we got this week, Stephen? I'm so excited this week because it's our friend. She's so brilliant. Yeah. She's very positive. So positive. So positive. And not in like an atypical annoying way. She's just or like a woo-woo way. Is she? It's not woo-woo. She's just like happy. That's just her. Yeah. So she's American. We've gone international already. So straight away. I mean, the budget on this show is huge. And um, she's very relevant right now. Very relevant. Star of Dancing on Ice. Who is it? Professional skater, Alex Murphy. I love her. Love her. So if you don't know who she is, we're going to get into loads of nitty gritty. But she's a brilliant ice skater, professional, of course. Well, she has a legit talent. Like an actual, that's not a reality star, that is it? Someone who's got a talent. Yeah. Um, She's met loads of reality stars because obviously they get them on the show. And we met her on the reality show. Coach Trip did a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you didn't see Celebrity Coach Trip, if you are one of the 69 million people out of 70 million people in the country, um, me and Stephen went on it, not celebrities, but we, we you know... We stole said, the hearts of the nation. We became celebrities over three weeks on E4. Yeah. And about halfway through the trip, when it was very laddy... It was like a stag do. It was horrible. But who came as our knights in shining armour? Our little ice princesses. And do you know what we must talk to her about? She saved us from getting swept away to sea. Do you when? remember? No. Yeah, when we were in those um, canoe things. Did we get in a we high were in, tide? What was it called? What are those canoe things called? A kayak. A kayak. So we're in a kayak. Neither of us have any upper body strength. And the current just started carrying us away. And Alex and her colleague, Brianne, also of Dancing on Ice fame. Who's about four foot three. <laughs> they came with their muscles and not only pulled themselves to safety, but us two chippy tit lovers as well. So we're going to get stuck in. This is our lovely chat with Alex Murphy. I've got no idea where she is. We say we did an interview with Alex Murphy, but she's not here. Well, I hope she's all right. I have got a message off her, though. Yeah. Hi, love. Sorry, we're on the 
way. It's just hard to figure out how to get around with all this construction. We came out like five, ten minutes ago, but we just can't figure out how to get around to it. I mean, I'm not being funny, but we managed to walk around the digger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and we're not from London. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. I mean, she's from America, but I mean. America's bigger than London. Typical celebrity. And she said, we? Who's she bringing? <laughs> Stop it. She might have a little guest. Going back to like the start of everything then, mm-hmm. because this is a sort of weird world that we live in where especially like we sort of knew that we might end up on things like this through comedy because it's like a an entertainment-y thing. Yeah. But you started skating, what age? Oh my God, I was one in 10 months. What? What? Yeah, my mom's no. a coach. So I was in diapers. I was literally in diapers walking Could around. Could you even walk? My mom got these display skates. So you know like when you see skates hung on a wall? Yeah. She got this the skate sharpener guy to sharpen a pair of those fake skates on the wall and she put me in them in, in diapers like walking around the house so the minute I got on the ice I already knew how to skate I already knew how to walk and it was like daycare it was so like it was a, do you feel like your destiny was like planned out then no I never thought I'd be a skater oh. it's so weird so I I liked it and I really enjoyed the I'm competitive so I definitely liked the competitive stuff but I really enjoyed the performance stuff and so I was like oh I'll compete for a bit and my mom my mom and my dad were really like, just it's good for your resume and it keeps you out of trouble as you get older. Mm-hmm. And then I got cast by Disney on Ice when I was like 16. And I didn't go that year because I still had school. And then I left when I was 18. I got I got a job at 17 and went off. And So do you have like, what is the life plan when you're going, I'm going to be a professional skater? Because I'm assuming when you started, like dancing on ice didn't exist. Yeah. Or so any version actually, of that. Actually, what's so funny, this is really bad because all the old pros hate me for it. Brienne was on Dancing on Ice when I was still in high school. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, sorry. <laughs> Brienne was on Dancing on Ice when I was still in high school. So did you grow up thinking you could get on TV for skate? Never. Okay. So I thought I was going to go to school to do TV journalism. I wanted to be a reporter. And I was like, yep, I'm going to college for that. And then Disney on Ice came and said, we've got a job opportunity for you. And I said, great, six months. I'll do this little gig. It was like four to six months. And then I got an opportunity after that to do High School Musical. <gasps> oh my God, that was yeah. delight. Who did you play? I was Martha, the dancer. Who's Martha, the dancer? The, you one that's I think like... she's right in the background. She's in a yeah. film about 53 minutes in and you see her for about a second. I she's thought like, you were going to say one, you were Sharpay. T- I was the understudy for that. Okay, great. You know the one that stands on the table? And she's like, I like the oh, yeah. and rock and jam. That was me. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. know who you mean. Yeah. I don't they know gave how to me put a fat this. bed. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Okay, because I was trying to be like, yeah. she's the fat one. Oh, or a brown wig and a fat pad. So, yeah, you yeah. said that. Fine, great. And it was really fun, but that was like a massive opportunity because High School Musical was so big. Yeah. So that was like my first real actual like big gig with Disney on Ice. And then Fabulous. from there, it was just like all the cruise ships called. And then the Dutch version of this show called. And then when we won the Dutch version of this show of Dancing on Ice, I was like, oh, my God, I got to do it in English. So if TV had never <laughs> happened... Yeah. Right. What would you be doing now on the ice? I I would have maybe be? been on tour. I would have okay. still been on. I don't think I would have done as. I mean, it's been like 13 years now. I don't think I would have done this long. I enjoyed it, and I went from one thing to the next thing because I get bored quite easily. Yeah. So I was like, I'll go to Disney on ice, and then I'll go to cruise ships, and then I'll go to the TV version, then I'll go to Mexico, and I always did something different. But my 
ultimate goal as like a 12 year old was to be like Katie Couric and be a reporter. Oh, Katie Couric. You know Katie Couric. I actually do know Katie Couric. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Couric. Sounds like a porn star. But you know, she's like a really hardcore like journalist. Yeah. Almost like a Barbara, like American. American. What? So she's like, tell me the truth. Yes. Like she'd interview Obama. And I went into Fox 25 and did an interview once and they're like, you do not have a face for this. You have a face for entertainment. Yeah. You're yeah, because you'd be like, couldn't be serious. <laughs> yeah, you're too like, smiley. No. Yeah, I killed my mother. You'd be like, oh, that's so great. Like, <laughs> can yeah. we get a Tell selfie of me, you, and your mother? Yeah, <laughs> the grave politics. Because if yeah. they set you up with a meeting with Trump and they were like, okay, oh, you, yeah. you've got to get the details. I reckon so, tell me hour, about Melania. <laughs> yeah. You'd be having like afternoon tea, yeah. like feeding him sandwiches. I know. And... So that was kind of like, that was the route that I wanted to go down because I really loved writing and, and sports journalism and things like that. And then, so I kind of think I always knew I wanted to do TV. But then the minute this show came out, the Dutch one, and it was a fluke that I got the job. Yeah. How did it happen? Oh my God, it was so, it's a really long story, really dramatic. But I was on a cruise ship and I was skating in an ice show and a friend of mine said you know dancing on ice in england they're doing one in amsterdam they've been doing it for seven years you should audition and i'd never done pairs before in my life i was a solo girl and i was like yeah sure i'll stick together a tape and i stuck together a tape a videotape of me skating with one of the boys that was like really crap when i think about now it's horrendous like i don't know how i got the job and they said great send us a headshot we want to see what you look like like off the ice um and then oddly enough this is a really long story but i got really sick about five days later and I was kicked off the ship but I had already applied so I had a stroke on the ship and that's a long story in itself but I had already applied for the job and then got the job while I was having like heart surgery and all these other things go on when that happened did you think I've got like the biggest gig Mm -hmm. at the worst time yeah so basically I was on the ship I was 24 I had this stroke after I had applied for dancing on ice and I was basically disembarked in Tenerife and the Canary Islands and they said, we don't know what's wrong with you. I was on the ice and I couldn't feel my right side and then all of a sudden I went completely numb and mute and didn't speak for like eight hours and nobody knew what was going on with me. And it's not like you to not speak for more than three seconds. (laughs) Oh my God, I know. I was like, (laughs) are you serious? I was like, all I do is talk. So nobody knew what was going on. And the doctors brought me down to the medical ward because there's a medical ward in the ships and they said, you know, Maybe she's having a panic attack, and nobody has a panic attack and doesn't speak. You know, so that happened. They gave me a shot of Valium, and the Valium, a stroke is basically a blood clot to your brain that shuts down everything. Like, it's very bad. Oh, God. It's very bad. Not to talk strokes. I've heard strokes are very bad. Yes, they're very bad. So they gave me a shot of Valium, and Valium is a blood thinner, and it, it broke up the blood clot to my brain. And then about eight hours later, I said, like, my first words. And then they disembarked me off the ship. They, they cut me out of my skates. Like, I had a public stroke in my fishnets and skates and underwear. <laughs> I mean, what a way to do it, though. I know. I was like, if you're going to do it, go big. Put fishnets on. Exactly. That's why I always wear them. I'm wearing some now just in case. I know, just in case. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically then I went. I was in Tenerife in the Canary Islands, and they disembarked me, and they said, you know, the ship can't let you get back on. And I had been on that ship for two years, and so they – gave me all of my suitcases, everything that I had, we think. Some of it's probably still on the Navigator of the Seas. Um, and they said, take everything and go, and Royal Caribbean will figure it out. So I stayed there for nine days, and they did all these tests, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Did someone take you to the hospital? Or was they yeah. Lived, okay, good. Yeah, but it was no, like actually, the end of Love Island. Do you know where they give actually, them the cases? no, it was like that. It, it was like, like that. that. Someone met me at the hospital. But when I first went to the hospital, I got checked in, and I brought a skater with me. <sighs> and they said... 
well, good news is, they gave me an MRI, and they said, good news is, it's not a brain tumor, and we don't think you have MS. And I was like, what? And it was all in Spanish, like half of it. And they said, I bet that sounded lovely, though. I know. If I you're going to get bad news, have it in Spanish where they're good like, news. it's, it's really not good a brain be. tumor. Like, yeah. It was terrible. And so my, my friend that was a skater at the time was like, oh, my God, we need to get you back on the ship. You need to get back to America, obviously. And I wasn't speaking full sentences, but I was like slurring words, and my, right, my face had drooped quite a bit. Um, and they said, you know, we need to disembark you off the ship because, one, you're a liability, and, two, we're crossing across the Atlantic Ocean. If anything ever bad happens to you, we don't know what to do. So they left me in the hospital, and I stayed there for nine days. They did all these tests. They couldn't figure it out. And then they flew me home to Miami, where, like, Royal Caribbean's, all of their things are. And they did all these other tests. And then I'll never forget, my mom came down, and it was, like, three days of testing in Miami. And the final test I was going towards, and it's called a transesophical echo where they, like, put this tube down your throat, and they just look for a camera, and they put you to sleep. It's terrible. But that morning, I got an email, and it was like, congratulations, Alex, you've been accepted for Dancing on Ice. Oh what do you gosh. do in that situation? I know. It was unbelievable. And I was like, yes, it's my big break. So this was the UK version? No, this was for Dutch the, the Dutch one. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I've always wanted to do TV. This is so exciting. And so my mom goes, awesome. Let's get this test done. We're in Miami. We'll fly back home to Boston tomorrow. Everything's fine. We'll figure it all out later. And I go for the test. They put me to sleep. They keep me in the, in the hospital overnight. And they're like, you have a hole in your heart. We have to do heart surgery. What? <laughs> and I woke up, and I was like, no. Can you do it in three months? <laughs> and the lady was like, uh, you will die. The doctor was like, you will die, Dr. Costanza. And I said, well, I can't do it now because I have a TV show to do. And then I explained the whole thing to her. You're insane. Had a massive mental breakdown as a 24-year-old, like a temper tantrum. And she said, I will come into work early Monday morning, and I will do your surgery. <laughs> I feel a bit shell shocked to everything that's just. I'm trying Did to. Did you not about, know any of this about me? <laughs> I knew bits. I didn't know the detail, yeah. and then I was like, "I've literally never been through anything hard in my it was life." Crazy. But we moan more than anyone. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, the train's 20 minutes late. Mm. I'm gonna give up." Oh, on life. I still moan about all that stuff too. But but it was a really crazy time in my life too. I think back to it now, and I'm like, "How did you even like function?" I, when I got to the show, I didn't tell anyone. So, which is so wrong. Like you you should tell everybody. Just FYI. But I didn't say anything, and the producers had no idea. The only person I told was my skating partner. And I told him, I said, listen, I just had heart surgery, so I have stitches. You know, they, they go in through your femoral artery. So I had stitches in my, like, groin area. And I said, so be really sensitive with me. Also, my memory is like a goldfish right now. If I forget, please be patient. And I told him, like, maybe a week after skating with him. And then he ended up just being, he, he's the reason I think why I'm okay now because oh he's just the loveliest God. guy and he like nursed me back to health. And how are you now? Are you like? Now I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, well, for the most part. Still memory of a goldfish, but <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, I'm good, yeah. I have a memory of a goldfish and I, I didn't have any of that stuff happen to me. I know, it was crazy. It was a really, I think it's, it's definitely, everybody's got their own journey, but it was definitely a crazy part of my life. When I think back to it, I'm like, thank God everything happened the way it did because... I would not be here. There are times, because as you know, Alex, I'm not <laughs> very woo-woo university. And, I know, and but I am. you're very woo-woo university. <laughs> but there are times when I can see why people believe that, because it's mm -hmm. almost like, oh, this really shit thing's happened to yeah. you, so we need to give you something really good to balance it out. Yeah. Well, I believe that if I wasn't on the ice, having a stroke on the ice at that place, in that, in that time, I wouldn't have been with the doctors, 
I wouldn't have been, it was a perfect storm. Everything went wrong so that everything could go right. I wasn't able to get off the ship at a certain time. I wouldn't be able to be with the medical team. I wouldn't be able to be healed. Otherwise, it could have happened in your sleep. It could have happened. They told me if it hadn't happened then, it would have happened for sure another time in my life at some point. Okay. So it's good to have it happen at 24 when you're healthy. And now, so now you've been on TV. Now, then I came to this one. Yeah. So you did one series of Dutch. Yeah, one series of the Dutch one. And how many of Dancing on Ice? This is year three. This is year three. So were you? have you only been on it since it came back? Because we lost it for a few years. Yeah, so you guys, so what happened was I won the Dutch one and immediately applied for the UK one. How do you yeah. apply for that? Job center? What do you do? Like, <laughs> basically, do you... basically, when you do a job, like a skating job, the world's so small and everybody knows everybody and producers know producers and skating people know skating people. So when I won, someone reached out to me and said, oh my God, you really need to do the UK one. Because I knew of the UK one. I didn't know it was this big. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll apply. So I sent out like a resume back in 2013, and it was done. That year was over. It was done. It was already casted. It had already finished. Um, and I went off to do other things like other skating jobs back on cruise ships and do some pair skating because now I knew how to do pairs apparently. Yeah. And then next thing I knew, when the show came for a reboot, I got a phone call randomly out of the blue in February before the show came back. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. And you've worked with so four – Four different celebs. Yeah, one Dutch so one. Who was one that? One Dutch one. His name was Tony Wachinski. Oh, we loved Tony. We loved. Tony we loved <laughs> he was like six foot four. Yeah, we loved how tall he is and the <laughs> the thing he's famous. What's the thing that he does? What's the thing he's famous for? You know, Winnie. He, you know, he reality does TV. Bit of everything that Winnie. Yeah, just <laughs> classic Tony Wachinski. He was lovely. He and was then you lovely. had. Let me test my dancing on nice yeah, knowledge you know? here. So then you had Brian from Westlife. He was second. Oh, so you had Kem, Mm -hmm. Brian from Westlife, and then... Michael Barrymore. Michael Barrymore. I've gotten some great guys. I've had some really great guys. You've had great names. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Kem was... Well, he still is huge, isn't he? Yeah, but But he had just come out of Love Island. So how was that? Because I imagine it's very different to, obviously, dancing on the cruises, and basically you you are living in reality life because he's a reality star. Everyone wants to know about him. Yeah. Was there lots of, like... It was weird for me. My first time, you know... I hadn't done TV now at this point for like four years at all, so I forgot what it was like. And then I came and I meet Kem. The first day I meet Kem, there's paparazzi at every one of our rehearsals. And I was like, is this how it works over here? And did they do that thing of the um, Strictly Kush? You know where they say they're shagging their partner? Did they say you were shagging? Of course they did. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, Kem and Alex get into the same car or, you know. And Kem had just broken up with... um, Amber? Yep, the girlfriend that from Love Island. And we should clarify, you weren't shagging. Never. Yeah. Oh my god, we were like we're like brother and sister. So what? We're, we're like... from the north. That's what we do. Yeah, no. shaggy oh sister. <laughs> <laughs> we were like brother and sister. We still are. He's still one of my favorite people, and his family is like my family. His mom, I always say, she's my UK mom. Like because I was here by myself that year, and it was really hard. And they just took care of me. He was lovely. He was hard work though. He was only twenty. So I, I got eight years on him. So obsessed with reality TV. I actually. Do you feel like I'm getting an insight behind do it? <laughs> do you know, like, so how often do you try? Because when they start, do pe- are people shit when they start? Oh, yeah. Ken was horrendous. And so how do you get them to not be shit? Because you've had, you start when you were one, yeah. so of course you should be good. But how do you train them up in, like, a month? They get really, really nervous. Like, yeah. they get, Ken used to, like, get clammy hands, and he didn't want to be near me, and he wouldn't speak to me before we'd get on the ice. But then in practice, he worked so hard, and he... Kem was more afraid, I think. He didn't want to be embarrassed. He wanted to make sure that he he looked okay. He'd just on this Love Island show and he wanted to be taken seriously. He's a 
really funny guy, really kind guy. Um, but he was so bad at the beginning when I first got him. I was like, oh, there's no way we're going anywhere with this. I'll be lucky if we get a week or two. And then he just worked really hard. He tried so hard. He lived, he like lived dancing on ice for the months that he was on it. He was great. He was a great person. How would you do that though? Because surely some of them can't even go forward. And then how'd you get to a point where they're lifting you and like putting that your Pikachu on their heads? <laughs> they literally do though. It's it's like, you know, that's they, they hold them by the yeah. Pikachu. Well, you get yeah. really close really fast. You have to like get rid of any self-consciousness you've ever had in your life. And you just have to just say, okay, sorry. And a lot of I think for girls it's different because for the boy, when you get lifted and he's the boy's lifting you. At some point or another, they just don't want to drop you, so they just grab wherever they can. Yeah, and, and it's so like, the minute they grab wherever they can, they realize they grabbed the wrong thing. They're like, "Oh, oh, sorry," uh, and they like don't know what to say. Thumb up. Well, a lot of us girls are like, <gasps> "We don't care." <laughs> We're like, "Just grab on. Just don't drop me. We don't care. Like, grab on to whatever you have to. Just don't let me go." And a lot of the, it's different, I think, for the girl celebs when they get a celeb boy, and the celeb boys know where they're going, but also they have to get really personal with this girl that they've just met, and this girl's not used to being lifted by her butt or, you know. I mean, no wonder you're all so smiley. Yeah. <laughs> you get on the ice and then you get a bloody digit put inside you. I'd have to make sure I douche before every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you had Cam, you had Brian McFadden, you had Trevor Dushenkatung. Tony Wachinski. And then this year, the infamous Michael Barrymore. Who, for us, is sort of like a childhood hero because... No. Did you know who he was beforehand? So I didn't. I didn't at all. And because I'm American, it's like, it was a, wasn't as big of a deal. And I think because cause I am American was also probably one of the reasons why I got him. Because I don't know anything about his past. I don't know anything about him. And I wasn't super starstruck. But I loved everything about, you know, playing with him, skating with him. He was a good time. We laughed a lot. Yeah, because he was like such a national treasure. He was like... And Mr. Deck Saturday combined. Night. Yeah. 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 And then obviously things happen and things got to put in the press yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And then he just sort of disappeared, which I sort of yeah. understand why. What's he like now? So if I'm honest, what I the the impression that I get from him is that everybody still thinks he's like 35 years old and he's actually 68. Wow. So everyone is under this impression that he's this middle-aged man, but he's actually not. So he's older and he's he's still just as funny, I'm sure, but he's still kind of that same silly humor that I think that you guys got when he was like 40. Yeah. Um, but he's kind and gentle and just kind of really, I think, grateful to have been back. So I think that's why it was so sad to for him not to make the show. However, I myself am mega grateful it's just a broken wrist because if I'm honest, Every day was dangerous. Like it was that he was probably my most dangerous partner I ever had because I was really nervous every day that he would get injured because he's he's sixty eight. We've never had a man on the show that age ever. So what happened? Like were you there when he yeah. broke his wrist? So we were just skating in the studio, and Michael's such a performer, and we were doing our routine, and everybody loved it. I made it really silly. It was really like tongue in cheek where you know the girl was manic and he was just kind of staring at you know doing his Michael Barrymore things where he stares down the barrel of the camera and he there was about 10 people in the studio and he started to kind of overperform it he started to perform what Michael Barrymore does mm -hmm. and he just got a little bit too fast and a little bit you know blades are unforgiving and he twisted to the left when he should have gone straight 
and I was underneath him, so I couldn't help him. There was no way I could catch him. And normally, nine times out of ten in the rehearsals, I was catching him. But you got to remember, I'm five foot four; he's six foot two. What happens when you get the call saying he can't perform? Oh, I was gutted. I was so sad. I assumed that I would have the reserve, and then that didn't happen. So then that was another. And did blow. that not happen because the reserve was training with the reserve you? The reserve was training with the reserve girl, and the way that it fell with the dates, they just decided that it'd be best to leave him... Leave it as is. As is. Because the hard so. thing with that is, it's it's like the sort of the Olympics. It comes around once a year. Yeah. So you have to I wait. I wait all year for Dancing on Ice. It's my life. And then what, <laughs> then what happens? Then what do you do? So then they said, you know, Michael's broken his wrist. We don't think he can skate. And the thing is, because he's a guy, if he was a female that had broken her wrist, the male partner you know, leads and carries away and could pick her up and twirl her around and she put her, probably could have done the show. But because I'm the girl and I, he put so much of his weight on my hands, there was no way he could have continued on with the show with a broken wrist because mm -hmm. he needs it. He needs his wrist to be able, yeah, you don't need a wrist to skate, but you need a wrist to be able to hold up yourself sometimes yeah. when you're with someone. Um, and yeah, and then they just said, you know, we, we, don't, we don't think we can let him skate. And I was like, well, okay. Then I assumed I would get whoever the reserve came in, and then they said no. So then for me, I, my season's done, unfortunately. Well, that's not true, is it? Yeah. Because I'm still in the pro numbers, but my competitive season's done. But also, now you've got a little presenting gig out of it. Yeah, I'm kind of doing some stuff for the digital team, and I yeah. get to – I'm back with Kim. Always back with Kim. It's like poor, poor Kim is stuck with me, but the roles have reversed. And in a way, <laughs> even though as a competitor, it's sad that you're not competing. Yeah. You did want to break out into more presentary, yes. journalisticy bits and bobs. So yes. you kind of got that. And oddly enough, from hanging around with you guys, people some for some reason think I'm funny. So they've got me doing some comedy stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is shocking. <laughs> and when all that happens, because as we know, you're the most positive person that's ever existed. <laughs> when, after you know, going through, through things like a stroke, some hardship, being in countries that you don't know, but always staying positive, and then something like this happens, what do you do to, to keep not, your chin up? To be honest, if I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't massively negative when it happened. I was devastated. I was like... Because for me, it is like the Olympics. It comes around once a year. And, you know, coach trip was an amazing bonus. But my life has been dancing on ice. I was gutted. And I had to go home and see my family and reevaluate and get my priorities back in line before I was like, okay, I'm ready to tackle the show as a completely different role. Because at that point, I was like, this should never have happened. This should never have happened to me. This shouldn't have, you know, I didn't have anything positive for like, I'd say about a week. For a week, I was pretty like pretty down but then you know it takes alex murphy like two days and then she perks right back up <laughs> i mean she's just mentioned herself in the third person i know it's true she's not mentally stable she's patty like, patty pick me up she's basically <laughs> the gc at this point <laughs> <laughs> i am i'm the am you know she's they call the me that in the studios oh god there's the no joke because there's a uh, one of the production guys warren i always said to him because we used to you know take the piss out of the gc i used to be like listen babes it's the am it's the am everybody oh relax oh my god <laughs> So you're, you're a professional skater. You choose to do Dance on an Ice, I assume, because it raises your profile, makes you more appealing to if you want to go on tour. The paycheck's really good. What makes you then decide, knowing, like, when you've worked with someone like Kem and seen the intrusion, why did you then decide to go, oh, I'm going to go on a celebrity coach trip? Oh, my God. Into the unknown. Question. That's a good question. To be honest, when... When Coach Trip approached me, I was like, this would be an amazing opportunity. For one, I was like, I wanted a vacation. Yeah. Dancing on Ice is amazing, but it sucks the life out of you. For six months or five months out of your life, you can only think about ice skating. 
and that is exhausting and you yeah. need a break. So I was like, oh, yes, a vacation. Um, and then when they're like, oh, it's a paid vacation and we're considering you as a celebrity, I was like, what? I was like, why would you ever consider me as a celebrity? All I do is cart these boys around and, you know, teach them how to twirl. And <laughs> it was just pretty stupid to me. I couldn't believe that they actually thought that we were. And then they said, well, who do you want to bring? And I was like, okay. Well, definitely it has to be Brian. If there's anyone on the show, it has to be Brian. And polar opposites. Babe. We're like chalk and cheese. We're not even anything like each other. And that's why I think we get along so well. I think that's our thing. This is my impression of you two. So this is you. <laughs> oh my God, so good to see you. It's 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm so happy to be alive. And this is Brianne. Can you get me a fucking coffee? Yeah, I hate everybody. Yeah. And But that's, I think, why Brianne loves me so much. because, And I think that's why I love Brianne so much. Because she's so... She couldn't be more of an antithesis of what I am. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's not negative by any means, but she's very, she doesn't, Brienne will never go out of her way to make somebody like her. If you like her, you like her. And that's Brienne's thing. For me, if you don't like me, I'm going to sit on your lap until you're my best friend. <laughs> like Simon. There's an episode, I think, at one point where Simon, I don't think he liked me very much. <laughs> Brennan's going to say he doesn't like you now just so you sit on him. <laughs> I hate you. Take your pants off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what we do every week is we do some quick fire lightning questions because we we'd be able to chat with you all day, all year, all life. <laughs> but we've come up with some questions that we've not written down uh, that we're going to make up right now. Go on then. Well, we'll do one each and then just like sort of one, two word answers, okay. sentence. First thing that comes in your head. It's that reality show. Okay. So you've got to be honest. Okay. You've got to be so honest. Okay, fine. Favorite reality show? Coach Trip. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's not even Brendan Sheeran's favorite one. God, favorite reality show. Actually, um, oh my God, Kardashians. It's so such a trashy TV show, but I genuinely find myself getting sucked into it. What reality show got you into reality shows to watch? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't watch too much reality TV. To be honest, I, I would say I watch Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother. What reality show would you never, ever be on? Love Island. <laughs> Best dance partner? Kim. Worst dance partner? I Brian, know Brian the answer. It's Brian McCartan. He's a bellend. Uh, <laughs> Brenda. <laughs> you gave me two. Michael doesn't count. Okay, next one. Ever kissed anyone that you've worked with? Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. this is so Do you two count? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. Oh, that's really probably I can't think of anything. Um, They're here outside the studio. Would you, if you could do it all again, would you do the reality shows you've done? Yes. Oh. 100%. Why? Because so far so good. Nobody has said anything horribly negative about me. Right. I've only had like one or two negative comments on Instagram. That's about it. If you could have at home with the Murphys, would you have that kind of reality show? Yes. Would you? My grandmother deserves her own TV show. She's hilarious. Slightly racist. She's not slightly racist. Um, just like she was, she probably smoked a pack a day for her entire life, drinks a ton of wine, and decided at like 77 that they said, you know, you're gonna die of emphysema, you have COPD if you don't quit smoking. And she quit and said she didn't know it was bad for her. So she's like one of those types of people. She quit cold turkey and was like, I didn't know smoking was bad. Love it. She's brilliant. Um, 
If you could have any dance partner in the world, any, mm. who would it be? David Beckham. Mm. We said dance partner. Graziano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then a really important one, one that we're trying to get through life with. You seem nervous. It's fine. I am. Are you happy? Very. Yeah. Oh, I believe Very. it from you. Brennan, are you? I no, am. Of course I'm not. Why do you think I'm in a podcast studio? <laughs> Come on. Yes, you are. I am. Not every day. But Nobody's happy every day. I don't think anybody is ever happy every day. But I do think if you wake up like 90% of your days and it doesn't suck to get out of bed, you're, you're on a, you know, every day above ground's a good day. So that was Alex Murphy, our first ever guest. I'm just so glad we did one, because we're a year late to the party. But we've done it. We're here this year. And the brilliant thing about this is we recorded this about a month ago, didn't mm -hmm. we? Maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah. And Alex's story has changed. Just for the better, well, isn't it? what happened then? So she was with Michael Barrymore. Uh-huh. He fell and injured himself. And yeah. then she was taken out of the competition, an ice skater's nightmare. Then, all of a sudden, we find ourselves sat in the studio, watching her do a solo dance, putting our good juju on her. Next week, you tell them what happens. Tell them what happens. Next week, one of the other ice dancers gets injured, RIP, and she gets teamed up with Joe Swash. Joe Swash. And then, ultimately, they've only gone and bloody won it. They went and won dancing on ice, our little Alex. So, we've decided that we're going to complete the story. We're going to give her a little phone call just to see what's happened. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. Right, let's give her a phone call. She better answer. She better not be lost again. Like, I can't even remember the last time we spoke to all of us and, like, what, what the hell happened? Like, how did this happen? Alex, we've not seen you. We came to watch Dancing on Ice when you had been, like, knocked out and doing your solo number, and you weren't even with Joe at the time. Yeah. And like, I was so down. Like, I was, I had been so upset. And then I did that musicals week, and I was so happy that you guys were there. And then, you know, it was the next morning that they called me in after that. That is fucked up. Do you and know? I would like to skate with Joe. We think, you know, Alexandra has an injury. And I was like, shut up. You pushed her down the stairs, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I know. Everyone's like, did you knock her down? I'm like, I did not knock her down. I did not want her to get injured. But I'm so happy that this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Law of attraction. Yeah. <laughs> Law of gravity. It was so terrible because I thought, I thought it was just a week. I was like, I'll just get a week with him. How exciting is that? My parents come out because I was so gutted that my parents couldn't have been there for, like, the week that that musicals week was on. And I was like, oh, my God, my parents missed it by one week. I'm literally going to be standing in the back, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, you're in with Joe. And I was like, oh, my God, my parents are here, and I'm in with Joe. This is amazing. I just thought it was a week. And then it was just like, no, we decided to keep you with him, and it's just amazing. So what was it like to work with Joe? Because we saw him when we came to watch, and he was fine. He was all right. He wasn't great. And then over the weeks, he got really good. What did you do? <laughs> I was like, I, was like I just wanted to make him work really hard, and I killed him, I think. <laughs> it's so brilliant. And then... So this happened last week. You got crowned last week. And then, not even a week ago, it was on Sunday, it wasn't was it? It was Sunday, just gone, yeah. And then, um, what's yeah. your week been? What have you been doing? How do you celebrate being winner, champion, legend of Dancing on Ice? I, like, I can't even believe it. So basically, we had the rap party, you know, the 
wrap party was like disgusting everybody got so drunk and i don't even really remember a lot of things are blurry and then we did this morning and after this morning i came back and i was like i think i'm still drunk like it didn't really hit me that the show was over i so knew you weren't quite there. right though alex because you kept your glasses on on this morning you never oh, do that I, I know i couldn't see anything i, know. I was so tired and we didn't go to bed till like 5 a.m like everyone was up and we stayed at the wrap party till late late at night and then um basically all went back to the hotel and it was just like none of it had hit any of us if that makes sense and it still didn't hit, it still hasn't hit me like today's what friday and i'm like how were we this time last week doing a bolero like it's just insane it's bonkers because also like you've always done really well in the competition haven't you got like to the semis yeah but i've always had the ones that weren't supposed to do well oh. like i've always had the ones that everyone's been like oh it'd be great if we can get them through three or four weeks and then all of a sudden, like, I don't know what's, what's been happening lately, but I get really good partners that, like, in terms of the way that they are with me, and I think that that's 90% of the job. Like, 95% of the job is how your relationship is because they'll want to work hard for you if if you are, like, respectful and you have a good relationship. If you don't have a good time with each other, they don't want to skate, and then they're like, who cares? Screw it. They don't want to do it. So I've always had partners that have been like, oh, this isn't so bad. I think I'll hang out with her. She's okay for a couple hours. And And it's true because like I see partners that they'll be like, oh my God, I'm only doing two hours. That's it. I can't handle them. And Uh I get that. But I've just been lucky. The partners that I've been with, I've really clicked with. And Joe worked so hard and he was so good with me. He's just, he was my favorite. He's been an absolute dream. I think I know why you've both won as well. Besides the skating, it's like, I think you two went on most of a journey, do you know what I mean? Because, like, you started, got knocked out, came back for a dance, got knocked out, like, came back with Joe, and Joe, like Brennan said, was shit at the start. (laughs) He, you know, to be fair, like, bless his little heart, I think he just, and this is what he said to me so many times off camera, he was so sweet to me. He was like, nobody gave me the confidence, and then you came in, and you just, like, were like, no, you can do that. No, I'm going to make you do that. You can do that. And he said that he felt like, his confidence changed the minute that he got me because I had all this faith in him and all this trust in him. And I don't know if that's having a lot of faith in someone or if that's just being a little bit of a psycho. So I was like, whatever, let's just try it. And he, I think he needed someone to push him and he needed someone to say, I believe in you, you can do it. And I don't think he had that. So now, like, luckily we had such a good relationship that I was able to push him to do things that he definitely should not have done. Does that make sense? (laughs) Oh, well, I think that's for a different podcast, isn't it? What did you? What, what sort of things did you push him to do? Not like that, Brennan. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bolero does start on its knees, so. <laughs> oh my God! And finishes on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, we think it's the best story. We're so happy. I think it couldn't have been any more perfect. It just—it was—it was like out of a movie. It You're just, a dance princess, like an ice princess. I can't believe it. Like I still to this like. It's Friday, right? It's a week later, and I still can't believe it happened. And I still feel like when I listen to the bolero, or I hear it because people have put so many nice things on social media, and I hear it, and I'm still anxious. Like I, my, I have a lump in my throat still thinking about it. Like when we won, I was just like, I was in shock. And you can see me when I watched it back. You can see me staring at Dan, the choreographer, just like, what? What happened? What? It just, it was shocking. Both of us were like, we're on cloud nine still. So, you won Dancing on Ice, you're all happy, you found a new best friend in Joe Swash. I remember when it was us. Yeah, I remember when it was us as well. But, what else do we need in our life? What, like a 
uh, boyfriend or anything like that. <laughs> Nothing. I, I'm grateful. I have everything right now. I'm really happy. Well, you've, you've got you've got a boyfriend. <laughs> I have a man friend. <laughs> <laughs> and we know who it is. We're so happy for it's you. Weird. He's got. It's so weird. When was the last time we talked? You knew that we were seeing each other. Yeah, we right? did. We knew, but the people on the podcast didn't. Oh God! It's just—it's just been with bless his heart. You know, he came all the way back for the final. Who's who's and he, by the way? Are we allowed to know who he is? <laughs> you can know. It's Kleiny. Oh, it's Kleiny. Oh, they're together forever. That's where they will be. <laughs> he came all the way back for the final bless. He was so funny, and he's so like he believes in law of attraction so much that he bought his flight before we had even made like a semi. <gasps> That's someone who's earning too much money. <laughs> <laughs> that too. But he bought his flight. He said, look, I found a flight and I want to come back because you're going to make the final. And I was like, you know, you never know. Like, I don't really know. You know, Joe's amazing and I know he's got fans, but, you know, we're, we have a lot to improve. We have a lot to improve. And I just kept saying that. And then he was like, before he even left for LA for a month. So he bought his flight, I would say, like, week five, week six. Like, Four weeks before we won the show. So he knew. It's crazy. So you're going to get engaged this week, no, I think? No, none of that. I've it's heard that's what happens on Dancing on Ice. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what happens to me on Dancing on Ice. Brienne, you have to do it backwards. You have to have a baby and then get engaged. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, did you just announce that you're pregnant? <laughs> Don't you even joke. Not funny, guys. Well, we're so happy for you. We think it's the best thing ever. And it's just great to hear that you're back to being happy back to being, um, you know, just on top of the world, and... Back to being available to be our mate again. Yay! I know. I'm like, I'm so ready for Dancing on Ice to have been done so that I can hang out with you guys again, because I feel like I've not seen anyone. Today, I did my laundry, and I felt like a whole new human, because I hadn't been home for four weeks. Yeah, we have heard that you stink. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Alex Murphy. If you want to know more about her, get on Instagram. I don't know what her handle is. At AlMurph18. Oh, and what's your Instagram handle? At Stephen Comedy. And what's my Instagram handle? At Brennan Reese. Also, if you loved like typing things into the internet, rate, subscribe, like, share this podcast because it really, really helps. Give it five stars. But thank you for listening to our first episode. Thank you. We're going to be back next week with another brilliant reality star. Yes, we are. Until then. Ta-ra.